Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today's the 24th day of January. Welcome. So great to be here with you today. Now, if you heard that voice and you're like, wait, am I listening to DAV Kids? No, that was my daughter, Reagan. She uh, she comes to the studio with me every time that I read. And it's very rare that she'll come back here with me. Like just for a second. Um, and... We've kind of shared with her, like, okay, this is where mommy works, and this is the microphone, mommy reads in here, and we'll put the headphones on her so she can hear herself, and she's never really showed interest before, but this time, I just felt like it would be fun to click record and record her little voice, and she wasn't totally aligned with the microphone, so that's why you can't hear it super well, but um, just uh, wanted to bless you with her sweet little voice, and that was her saying amen at the end of that. Uh, she loves to pray at every mealtime. She will, she'll put her hands together and say, Amen, Amen. She wants us to sit down and, um, and to pray with her. So I just wanted to share with you how sweet she is and how angelic her little voice is. But welcome. It's great to be here with you today. Today we are continuing our story. We are in Genesis 35 through 37, continuing with the Common English Bible for this week. God said to Jacob, Get up, go to Bethel and live there. Build an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you ran away from your brother Esau. Jacob said to his household and to everyone who was with him, Get rid of the foreign gods you have with you. Clean yourselves and change your clothes. Then let's rise and go up to Bethel so that I can build an altar there to the God who answered me when I was in trouble and who has been with me wherever I've gone. So they gave Jacob all of the foreign gods they had, as well as the rings in their ears. And Jacob buried them under the terebinth at Shechem. When they set out, God made all the surrounding cities fearful so that they didn't pursue Jacob's sons. Jacob and all the people with him arrived in Luz, otherwise known as Bethel, in the land of Canaan. He built an altar there and named the place El Bethel, because God had revealed himself to him there when he ran away from his brother. Rebekah's nurse, Deborah, died and was buried at Bethel under the oak, and Jacob named it Elon Bekuth. God appeared to Jacob again while he was on his way back from Padanaram and blessed him. God said to him, Your name is Jacob, but your name will be Jacob no longer. No, your name will be Israel. And he named himself Israel. And God said to him, I am El Shaddai. Be fertile and multiply. A nation, even a large group of nations, will come from you. Kings will descend from your own children. The land I gave to Abraham and to Isaac, I give to you. And I will give the land to your descendants after you. Then God ascended, leaving him alone in the place where he spoke to him. So Jacob set up a sacred pillar, a stone pillar, at the place God spoke to him. He poured an offering of wine on it and then poured oil over it. Jacob named the place Bethel, where God spoke to him. 
They left Bethel, and when they were still some distance from Eprath, Rachel went into hard labor. During her difficult labor, the midwife said to her, Don't be afraid. You have another son. As her life faded away, just before she died, she named him Ben-Onai. But his father named him Benjamin. Rachel died and was buried near the road to Eprath, that is, Bethlehem. Jacob set up a pillar on her grave. It's the pillar on Rachel's tomb that's still there today. Israel continued his trip and pitched his tent farther on the near on near the tower of Eder. While Israel stayed in that place, Reuben went and slept with Bilhah, his father's secondary wife, and Israel heard about it. Jacob had 12 sons. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's oldest son, and Simeon, Levi, Judah, Ischar, and Zubalin. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's servants, were Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Zilphah, Leah's servant, were Gad and Asher. These were Jacob's sons born to him in Padanaram. Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamre, that is, Kereth Arba. This is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac lived as immigrants. At the age of 180 years, Isaac took his last breath and died. He was buried with his ancestors after a long, satisfying life. His sons Esau and Jacob buried him. These are the descendants of Esau, that is, Edom. Esau married Canaanite women, Adah, the daughter of the Hittite Elon, Aholabama, the daughter of Enah, son of the Hittite Zibion, and Basemath, the daughter of Ishmael, and sister of Neboeth. Adah gave birth to Eliaphaz for Esau. Basemath gave birth to Reuel, and Aholabama gave birth to Jeush, Jelam, and Korah. These are Esau's sons born to him in the land of Canaan. Esau took his wives, his sons, his daughters, and everyone in his household, and his livestock, all of his animals, and all the property he had acquired in the land of Canaan. And he moved away from the land of Canaan, and from his brother Jacob. They had so many possessions that they couldn't live together. The land where they lived as immigrants couldn't support all of their livestock. So Esau, that is, Edom, lived in the mountains of Seir. These are the descendants of Esau, the ancestor of Edom, which lies in the mountains of Seir. These are the names of Edom's sons, Eliphaz, son of Esau's wife Adah, and Reuel, son of Esau's wife Basemath. Eliphaz's sons were Teman, Omar, Zepho, Gitam, and Kenaz. Timnah was the secondary wife of Eliphaz, Esau's son, and she gave birth to Amalek for Eliphaz. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Adah. These are Raul's sons, Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mazah. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Basemath. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Aholabama, the daughter of Anah, Zibion's son. She gave birth to Esau, Jeush, Jelam, and Korah. These are the tribal chiefs from Esau's sons. The sons of Eliaphaz, Esau's oldest son, Chief Teman, Chief Omar, Chief Zepho, Chief Kenaz, Chief Korah, Chief Getem, and Chief Amalek. These are all the tribal chiefs of Eliaphaz in the land of Edom. They are Adah's sons. These are the sons of Reuel, Esau's son, Chief Nahath, Chief Zerah, 
Chief Shema and Chief Miza. These are the tribal chiefs of Raul in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Basemath. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Aholabama. Chief Jeush, Chief Jalam, and Chief Korah. They are the tribal chiefs of Esau's wife, Aholabama, the daughter of Anah. These are the sons of Esau, who is Edom. And these are their tribal chiefs. These are the sons of Seir, the Horite, who lived in the land. Lotan, Shobal, Zibian, Anah, Dishon, Ezer, and Dishan. These are the Horite tribal chiefs. Seir's sons in the land of Edom. Lodan's sons are Horai and Haman. And Lodan's sister was Timnah. These are Shobal's sons. Alvan, Manhath, Abal, Shepho, and Onam. These are Zibian's sons. Ai and Anah. Anah is the one who found water in the desert while pasturing his father Zibian's donkeys. These are Anah's children. Deshaw and Anah's daughter Ahoylabama. These are Deshaun's sons. Hemdan, Eshben, Ithran, and Shiran. These are Ezer's sons. Bilhan, Zivan, and Aken. These are Deshan's sons. Uz and Arand. These are the Horite tribal chiefs. Chiefs Lotan, Shobal, Zibian, Enah, Deshan, Ezer, and Deshan. These are the Horite tribal chiefs, listed according to their chiefs in the land of Seir. These are the kings who ruled in the land of Edom before a king ruled over the Israelites. Bela, Beor's son, ruled in Edom. His city's name was Din Habah. After Bela died, Jobab, son of Zerah, from Bozrah became king. After Joab died, Husham, from the land of the Temnites, became king. After Husham died, Hadad, Hadad's son, who defeated Midian in the countryside of Moab, became king. His city's name was Avith. After Hadad died, Samlah, from Masrika, became king. After Samlah died... Shal from Rehoboth on the river became king. After Shal died, Baal Hanan, Akbor's son, became king. After Baal Hanan, Akbor's son, died, Adar became king. His city's name was Pau, and his wife's name was Mehedabal, the daughter of Matrid and granddaughter of Mizahad. These are the names of Esau's tribal chiefs according to their families, their locations, and their names. Chief Timnah, Chief Alva, Chief Jeheth, Chief Ahoylabama, Chief Elah, Chief Penan, Chief Kenaz, Chief Timan, Chief Mibzar, Chief Magdil, and Chief Iram. These are Edom's tribal chiefs according to their settlements and the land they possessed. This is Esau, the ancestors of the Edomites. Jacob lives in the land of Canaan where his father was an immigrant. This is the account of Jacob's descendants. Joseph was 17 years old and tended the flock with his brothers. While he was helping the sons of Bilhah and Zipla, his father's wives, Joseph told their father unflattering things about them. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he was born when Jacob was old. Jacob had made for him a long robe. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of his brothers, 
They hated him and couldn't even talk nicely to him. Joseph had a dream and told it to his brothers, which made them hate him even more. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. When we were binding stalks of grain in the field, my stalk got up and stood upright, while your stalks gathered around it and bowed down to my stalk. His brother said to him, Will you really be our king and rule over us? So they hated him even more because of the dreams he told them. Then Joseph had another dream and described it to his brothers. I've just dreamed again. And this time the sun and the moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. When he described it to his father and brothers, his father scolded him and said to him, What kind of dreams have you dreamed? Am I and your mother and your brothers supposed to come and bow down to the ground in front of you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father took careful note of the matter. Joseph's brothers went to tend their father's flocks near Shechem. Israel said to Joseph, Aren't your brothers tending the sheep near Shechem? Come, I'll send you to them. And he said, I'm ready. Jacob said to him, Go, find out how your brothers are and how the flock is, and report back to me. So Jacob sent him from the Hebron Valley. When he approached Shechem, a man found him wandering in the field and asked him, What are you looking for? Joseph said, I'm looking for my brothers. Tell me, where are they tending the sheep? The man said, They left here. I heard them saying, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them in Dothan. They saw Joseph in the distance before he got close to them, and they plotted to kill him. The brothers said to each other, Here comes the big dreamer. Come on now, let's kill him and throw him into one of the cisterns. And we'll say a wild animal devoured him and we will see what becomes of his dreams. When Reuben heard what, what they said, he saved him from them, telling them, let's not take his life. Reuben said to them, don't spill his blood, throw him into this desert cistern, but don't lay a hand on him. They intended to save Joseph from them and take him back to his father. When Joseph reached his brothers, they stripped off Joseph's long robe, took him and threw him into the cistern an empty cistern with no water in it. When they sat down to eat, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. With camels carrying sweet resin, medicinal resin, and fragrant resin on their way down to Egypt, Judah said to his brothers, What do we gain if we kill our brother and hide his blood? Come on, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites. Let's not harm him because he's our brother. He's family. His brothers agreed. When some Midianite traders passed by, they pulled Joseph up out of the cistern. They sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the cistern and found that Joseph wasn't in it, he tore his clothes. When he returned to his brothers and said, The boy's gone. And I. Where can I go now? His brother, brothers took Joseph, Joseph's robe, slaughtered a male goat, and dipped the robe in, in the blood. They took the long robe, brought it to their father, and said, We found this. See if it's your son's robe or not. He recognized it and said, It's my son's robe. A wild animal has devoured him. Joseph must have been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put a simple mourning cloth around his waist, and mourned for his son for many days. All of his sons and daughters got up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted, telling them, I'll go to my grave mourning for my son. 
and Joseph's father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites had sold Joseph to the Egyptians, to Potiphar, Pharaoh's chief officer, commander of the royal guard. Very interesting story today. So Rachel has a second son. Remember, uh, I believe it was yesterday's reading, Rachel talks about she wants a second son. And I think it was two days ago that we read this. And and so now here's her second son and she, she dies during childbirth. And so she's buried and Jacob's mourning for her. And we don't really hear anything about Leah. Not super sure what's going on with her. There's not really any mention of her in today's reading. But I do know that it's kind of highlighted on on Jacob and his sons now. Jacob is now Israel, and we read the descendants of Esau, and um, now we are we're having this highlighting of Joseph, which is Jacob's son, one of his twelve sons. But this is Rachel's oldest son, and so I'm sure that means a little bit more to him because he really loved Rachel. And so here's this son that has dreams that is being able to put them into like to, to, to figure them out. And I don't know about you, but if I ever have a dream that I'm like, well, what in the world does this mean? Typically it's because I'm, or typically if I'm trying to figure out what this dream means, I typically figure it out because I've shared it with somebody, but for him to have the dream and interpretation is pretty cool. And that's like a big deal that the Lord, that's a big sign that the Lord is speaking to him. And so, uh, but if we were to pause on that perspective and to rewind a little bit, yesterday we read the story of Dinah and her brothers saying, again, it doesn't say which brothers or if it was in all, all of them, like all 10 of them is what I'm thinking. If Benjamin was just born, so then that's 11 so maybe 11 of them are um, are coming to her defense and so that they have all these men be circumcised of the men of Shechem be circumcised and um, then they are slaughtered so those same brothers that were like we're gonna do this for our sister are now we're gonna kill our brother which is very um very big swing on on the scale and so anyways that's the story that we read and so we're reading about uh, joseph this is a very well-known story so i, I don't want to uh break it down too much because i feel like we all know it but really the story is a story of continued dysfunction family dysfunction uh deceit jealousy rivalry um manipulation and killing and um and these these are the stories that we read about in the bible and uh gosh i hope you cannot relate to something like this but i think we to this extent like joseph is, is sold into he's sold into human trafficking and that's that's really awful and we're gonna see how this how his story plays out this is not the end for joseph's life and um we're going to see what the Lord really does with his life and how Joseph stewards this. But could you imagine your family, like your mom dies and 
I'm sure they knew what was going on with Leah. We just don't have insight onto her. But then you, you kind of grew up knowing that your dad loved your one mom more than the other. Like, I don't even know, like, how they would. It's just like aunt or second mom, you know, like, how does, how does that work? Or do they live in the same household? They probably are in the same little community, but same tents. I, I don't know. But um, to grow up in that atmosphere, I'm sure only broods. I don't think they just one day woke up and decided that they hated Joseph just because he had dreams. Maybe, like maybe this was truly the, the, the seed that it just started growing. But I feel like if you're the head of the household and you have two wives and you clearly love one more than the other and the other one is not well loved, but you have a ton of kids with her and they all grow up feeling that relationship. They feel that disconnection. They feel they like you're a kid. How can you not pick up on that? Right. Uh, and so even things being probably evidently known, uh, if, if we have that much context to scripture, I'm sure their whole lives that's being reinstated. Wow, I bet like, yeah, Rachel's kids, her sons are loved way more than we are. And there's so much more of us, you know. But then another thing, Joseph has, he has dreams and he is a dreamer and he has this coat that they don't have. They don't have this. It's another thing in their face of we are not loved more. Like there's clearly one who's loved more and it's not us. It's not me. And so I'm not saying that I condone their behavior, but I can understand where they came from, if that makes sense. Again, it's not like a, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I think more so of like, this is like, if the question is what happened to you as a child, we understand what happened to them as a child and that just cultivated throughout their whole life. And now as an adult, I can understand why this happened. Do I agree with it? No. Do I think it was good? No, of course not. But this is what happens when you have a generational dysfunction. So anyways, um, maybe you read this story before and you know what's coming next, but maybe you haven't. And so we'll pause right there for today. But Father, I thank you for your word. And God, I thank you that you are Lord. And I thank you that you have so many children. And God, I just believe that you don't have a favorite and that um, you don't love one more than the other. You may love us in different ways and in different capacities. Um, and you may show it differently, just as any parent would with their different kids. But God, I thank you that ultimately, I believe that you don't have favorites. And so I thank you that you are the good and perfect father. And maybe those of us who are listening, um, there may be some that that had a father who played favoritism, who maybe had a second family or um, walked out on them or made it very clear that they weren't the ones that were chosen. They weren't the ones that were loved. Or maybe you were the one that was chosen over somebody else and you're trying to figure out how to navigate all that. And Lord, I just pray that you would rewrite their story, that you are father and that you are safe God and that you are a safe man, you're a safe king, a safe father, a safe friend for them to lean into and really understand 
what it looks like to have a father, what it looks like to have someone that loves them unconditionally, deeply, and gently and kindly. And so, Lord, I just thank you that you are healing. And um, I thank you that, that Joseph's story doesn't end here and ours don't end here or the place that we thought that they were going to end. Lord, I thank you that you are the author and the finisher. And so we trust you. And Lord, we just ask that you would step into that and that we would know you as Lord. And I thank you that you reveal yourself when we ask you and that what I pray that we would be more aware and that we would silence all of our distractions and just have some time with you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. If you have prayer requests, I know the past few days have had some pretty uh, heavy readings, some things that may be coming up with you, um, just like family systems things or some family generation. And you're just like, oh, my goodness, I don't know what to do with this. For sure, ask for prayer. And I will say, um, if you feel like you need someone to talk to about these things, um, I would encourage you to find someone who is is qualified. Yes, it's really great to, um, to process with a friend and to get prayer from other believers and saints. Um, but if you feel like you need something more than that, I super encourage you to seek that out. There is nothing wrong with it. doesn't mean you're super broken. It doesn't mean you're super damaged. You don't have to be on the brink of losing it all um, or losing your mind or you, you don't have to let it get to that point. You can go for maintain maintenance and for cultivation and just for healing and so um i don't know i just feel like that's something that maybe you need the permission to do i personally am in therapy um not because that i feel like i have great traumas that i'm trying to work through i think there's just things that everybody can work through and uh and yeah so i i'm just saying if you feel like there's some things that are coming up and you are longing for someone who has dedicated their time and their efforts into studying how to help you with some things and how to maybe it's talk therapy maybe it's something a little bit different but um i just encourage you and i want you to feel released and um you can love jesus and you can have a therapist and it doesn't mean that you don't trust him that's personally what i believe but um I'll stop there. But that is all for today. I'm China. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good morning, everyone. This is Gina from California. God's new creation. I have been listening for about 10 years now. Um, I run a business in my town. We had a, uh, a roommate who lived with us for five years that we just took in, just someone we met. Um, barely had him pay rent and that was it. He ended up working for me at my shop for rent the last two years. We had just found out because he confessed to a friend that when he was mad at us or angry, he would go online and post negative reviews attacking our shop. One of the reviews, I remember when I read it, was a very personal attack saying that I was unkind and mean and that this person would never come back to our shop. From that review, I had dyed my hair, I rethought my life, and I went into a deep depression for about six to seven months 
Mind you, this was five months after my father-in-law died from lung cancer. So he devastated me, and I had no idea that this roommate did this to me until he confessed to his friend. I am just in shock that anyone could pretend to be somebody else online to attack somebody. He has written poems about us, and he has complained to other people about us, but this is such a painful thing. So there are reviews that aren't even real that he used to attack us personally in our business that he worked for, which makes no sense. But I love you guys and just pray that I find healing and that one day I can forgive him and pray that he will leave my family alone. Hey, Chronological family, this is Desperately Seeking Jesus out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And I am calling today with a couple of prayer requests. I have a friend that I actually met through DABC in Raleigh, whose mother is having surgery today to remove cancer. So I know you're going to be hearing this a couple of days late, but I ask for her continued healing and that she can rest easily when she comes back from the hospital and to pray for strength and comfort for the family. Lord, I also come to you today with uh, a request for Tamika from Charlotte for her living donor kidney. Uh, let's just go ahead and go to prayer to the Lord and pray with that. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just know that you're so awesome. We know that you line things up when we ask for them. And Lord, where two or more are gathered, so are you. So here at the Daily Audio Bible Chronological, there are two or more. And Lord, we know that you hear our prayers for Anika. We just ask that you be with her. We ask that you give her peace. God, we just um, we love you and we're faithful to you. And we just want to be able to um, see our sisters in Christ flourish. Hello, DABC community. My name is Brandon from Pennsylvania, and I'm a first-time caller. This is my first year with DAB, and I just want you all to know that I am praying for each and one of you as you call in for prayer requests. God sees you, God hears you, and God knows you by name. Sierra from Texas, I just wanted to wish you a happy belated birthday to you, and I also wanted to thank you for sharing your testimony with us. As someone also in their 20s, it is so easy to fall into the worldly ideas and practices, because for a lot of people, it may seem normal. And if I'm being completely honest, I also sometimes fall into that trap. But God always finds a way to pick me back up, and I am constantly so thankful for the Lord. Your snippet of your testimony really spoke volume to me, and I am so happy that you chose God over this temporary world that we live in. It's a constant battle, and just know that you are not alone in this walk of faith. I am so proud of you. I love you all, and have a great weekend. Hey, my tremendously terrific Dab C fam. This is Kingdom Seeker Daniel. Family, I just want to pray for a couple of Dab Seers, but before I do, Lady Jill, my goodness, woman of God, thank you. Thank you so much. You have been just slaying it. But I just, I, I was just so moved by your thoughts around God's word at the appointed time. Oh, that was so good. And I just, I couldn't help but think about the appointed time that God allowed my wife to return home. And so I can get into that, but I don't have the time. I just want to thank you, Lady Jill, for how the Lord is using you. 
to minister to our hearts. So, Father, I come on behalf of Under Construction and her husband who has a pinched nerve and it's preventing him from working. God, would you touch his back, touch his uh, body, touch his bones, his joints, his nervous system in every area that's being affected with this pinched nerve. God, would you allow the nerves to relax completely so that he will be able to get um, mobility and back to work and allow our sister to be able to prepare for her school in, in her semester of getting back to school. Lord, I thank you for our brother Renzo from Florida. God, I thank you for this powerful young man. God, would you use him in a mighty way as you are stabilizing his thoughts to be pure and holy and upright before you strengthen this young man, surround him on every side and cause him to know that you've got him. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Reach back, Renzo.